how you want to direct someone's eye, you know, is is something that painting is much more able to do, which I think just becomes much more of an immersive experience for people when they go to museums or when they look at art. Welcome back to the Blind Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art in the creative process. In today's episode, I had the chance to talk to the incredible Calvin Lai. Calvin is an artist based in San Francisco, whose work covers a wide range of subject matters, such as figures, cityscapes, and still lives. His style of art sits somewhere between the real and the abstract, and he recently had a solo show at a band gallery in February. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Calvin, so much so that there may be a second part in the future. I really hope you enjoy it too. Okay, so the best place to start is where I start with everybody is just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became an artist. Okay. Um, well, I mean, the, the, my mother was an artist, you know, and so I guess I got a lot of influence from her. Uh, she was she's a watercolor colorist mainly um, or she and uh, but you know before she was doing a lot of drawing so uh, I believe you know being around that just gave me the exposure to to explore the arts or at least be interested in the arts um, in terms of just my own beginnings of it you know, it was it was pretty much as a as a child I remember just copying Snoopy uh, cartoons and stuff like that and uh, different uh, you know different uh, you know Curious George you know those sort of things you know and so it's like I was creating whatever I was just copying those and then uh, it just kept going after that you know um yeah, I mean, that's the early part. Um, and uh, it, uh, I think the, the, the real change happened, uh, you know, in terms, of, in terms of how I really just started dedicating to, to it was when I was a kid, I was copying a picture, but I saw like uh, pencil drawings in this uh, uh, game that, uh, you know, my brothers and I were getting into, you know, as a and uh but these pictures are very realistic i mean it was all like sci-fi and stuff like that but i mean uh the thing about them is that they had a, a strong amount of light and shadow and uh you know and the shading was was perfect it was very realistic pencil drawings and so uh i started trying to copy those and uh after that i that changed my my idea of what what one can do with art you know and uh, that's pretty much how I started that's cool because your work has a very interesting quality to it hmm. and the one thing that really fascinates me about it is your use of kind of reality and the idea of realism hmm. um, because I was talking to the last artist I interviewed was an artist called Mark Thompson and we were talking about it and he was talking about not your work necessarily but people who do similar to you and it becomes like a um, the painted world as opposed to the physical real world or you depicting the real world. And could you right. talk a bit about reality and realism in your work and how you see that in regards to what you paint? Hmm. Yes, uh, 
Yeah, in terms of like realism, I mean, I consider myself a, a very observational artist. And so I mean, that's how I, I had been in the beginning. And so uh, what I wanted to do was recreate what I saw on paper. I thought that was something that, you know, it, it always fascinated me. But I, I think in terms of my, you know, my trajectory with like realism itself, you know, is in a way to do pretty much what, I mean, I, I can relate to what you're saying in terms of creating your own reality through a foundation of realism, you know, because what I've been begun to do and what I'm what I began to do and what I'm continuing to explore is shaping the re realism, but then also breaking it apart enough to where there's you know, enough abstraction where, I mean, it, it's breaking it apart in order to, to just, uh, 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 you know, create create like your own own sense own perception of reality and uh and also what the most essential parts of that reality are especially when it comes to painting because i mean you, know, you can see something and try to break it down but breaking it down to the most essential part of what it is so you can reinterpret it successfully is very uh, I mean, that's very fascinating to me. So, I mean, realism is, is something that, you know, um, I, I, I think for myself, you know, uh, maybe opposed to much of the art world, I don't know, but realism is something is a medium which is continually expanding because it, it all boils down to an artist's own perception of what their individual reality is. And so, I mean, of course, you get people who have styles who are similar, so their perception might be similar. But I mean, everyone has their own unique style when it comes even, even to realism, even like hyper-realism, I think, you know. I mean, it's just becomes a carbon copy of very literal world, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, realism is something that is very important. I've never really been able to do much abstract stuff, but I guess I'm trying to abstract it, which is, you know, I guess kind of like the the step I'm trying to trying to get into. Yeah, because your work sits in a really interesting section between the two. It's kind of both abstract and real at the same time, and I think that's what really fascinates me about that and about such kind of work is that it's just it's just interesting because it's like a vision of the world, but then yeah, it's also not a vision of the world, um, mm -hmm. and it makes you think it's more emotional than physical. Uh, that's a I I. I, I... I, pre I appreciate that because the thing is, is that the, the, the trap of realism is that it's, it's a very technical, it's a very technical part of art, you know? And so it's like, when it's a very technical part of art, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, the, the brain will take over too much with the creative process. Not, well, I mean, not too much, but will take over, you know I mean? It depends on the degree that you like, your left or whatever your brain to take over the process, you know? And so, I mean, um, I always, I always want to instill, uh, in, you know, an emotion into, into a piece. So it, you know, I mean, it, um, you know, I mean it, that those expressive marks and the, 
you know, the abstraction of realism is something that that is the, I think, uh, the method that I want to go for in in towards in to, you know towards uh, instilling an emotional content into my work, you know. So, you know, that the abstraction part is like something that I've. Um, that's the powerful thing about abstract art. You know, because it's all, I mean, not all, I don't, I, I don't do abstract art, so I can't really like, you know, say exactly, you know, you know, for certainty what it is, but I mean, it's like, there's a lot of it that's based off of emotion, you okay. know, um, you know, the, the way that in, in the emotion that they're trying to do in order to complete a feeling or a concept, I don't know, it's, it's a very interesting thing, but um, I mean, it's powerful in the sense that, you know, you know, it understands that, you know, movement of marks and movement of paint, you know, will create an emotion. And I think that's very powerful, you know, uh, with any painting, I, you know, I try to do that in my work, you know, try to create that emotional momentum that, uh, you know, th the medium can create. Yeah, but I said absolutely. But I say that in your work personally. I think it it definitely does a good. You do a good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually curious to know that. Do you think that the best art is art that is more personal to the artist? Um, I think the best art has to have like, yes, it has to have a personal, a personal nature to it to some degree. Even the most realistic artwork, you know. Even the most, you know, uh, uh, random type of, you know, abstract work, you know, it's it's uh, both of those. I think have, I mean, yeah, it has to be personal in order to be power, powerful. I think. So the interesting thing about your work also is that you have, you know, you you approach quite a different, well, quite a, a number of different subject matters. You know, you paint figures, you paint still lives, you paint cityscapes, and I don't know if you can talk a little bit about how you decided to. Um, kind of expand your focus upon such subject matters as opposed and how you move through them without kind of you know doing one okay-ish and doing the one like better or kind of how do you like how do you know maintain such a good level of quality on each particular subject matter well that's very kind of you to say i you know uh i mean i feel actually different levels of security with all those okay. actually, you know but i mean like uh in terms of in terms of just you know the the you know i mean I've always kind of wondered, you know, in terms of art, and this is a little bit of a divergence, but I mean, it's like, you know, there's a lot of artists who paint, you know, one thing, yeah. you know, one, one genre. And, you know, there's always this question of art, artistic style, you know, and I've wondered if it's, if it's someone's artistic style is defined by the, the object that they paint or the actual style of how they approach, uh -huh. you know, everything. You know, and so for me, I guess I, I don't know what the art world agrees in. I think the art world might agree just like the, the subject matter. But I mean, like with, of course, a similar handling of the subject matter. But I mean, like, you know, for me, it's like it's the style of 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 painting, you know, and approaching and breaking down the world. And so it's like in terms of like all the I mean, I used to be just pretty much figurative, you know, portrait and figurative. But uh 
you know, in terms of like just looking at everything else, you know, uh, trying to instill my style and all those other things is like one thing, an intellectual challenge, you know, and that's like something that really uh, fascinates me. But I mean, also just, um, you know, I mean, it, it, you, you see the world the same way wherever you look, you know, and yeah. so I mean, uh, just seeing like, you know, whatever you know, fruit set up or something you know i mean just whatever you know i mean uh you can break it down the same way i mean i, I the way i went i'm seeing these sort of things even landscapes you know it's just like breaking it down to the most basic shape at first or essential quality and then filling in all the details you know i mean it's like that's that's sort of like uh uh you know so i mean like in terms of those genres you know all of them actually i've noticed like really teach you different things about how to see you know and so it's like uh i wish i could do some of those genres a little bit more flowing than than others you know um but i mean it's like it's uh you know i mean it, it it's it's still those all those all those uh you know subjects or subject matter or something that uh um I, I, I tried to do so. Thank you very much for saying That's that. Fine. No, because yeah. no, like, as an outsider, I mean, to me at least, to my eye, like you do have a certain style and they are very, it's interesting because sometimes when you see artists who create different, who creates landscapes and figurative work, they're both very, very different and they're like miles apart, but you definitely do have at least, you know, a good thread between all of your subject matters and they all do seem to blend seamlessly, where at least they flow together a little bit better. Um, and actually, curiously, so what makes, so how do you know what, hmm, so how do you decide what will become a painting? So what makes something worthy of becoming a painting? Hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean, of course, those, those change with like the different, you know, types of subject matter, you know, because there's a little bit of a different way of thinking in terms of uh, whether you want to paint a landscape or a, you know, figure or something like that. But I mean, I, I think the, the thing that would tie all of it together uh, even in my still lives, you know, is to make you make the, when you're looking at the painting, uh, you know, it, it, it feels, you know, in, uh, like you're there, you know, basically yeah. like it, it is, a, you know, you're, you're immersed in that, that world of the, of the painting. So, I mean, it's like the subject matters, you know, even like with figurative stuff, because I mean, I'll take a, you know, a photo session with a model, um, or I did before the whole COVID thing. But anyway, it's like, um, you know, and so I would take hundreds of pictures, you know, and, you know, the, the, the poses that I'm most interested in are ones that, uh, uh, I mean, nothing really ostentatious or anything like that, you know, nothing loud or big, but more of like a subtle turn or something like that. And those sorts of things make you feel you know that you know you could be sitting down you know and the person will be standing right there you know uh you know i i i don't want to i don't like art that's so much i mean yeah i mean not that i don't like art but i'm less fascinated with art that is more of just an observation of of just what's in front of you instead of like trying to immerse yourself into it and so um, or immerse the viewer into it and so that that to me is the subject worthy part I mean the still lives has been something where it's been a challenge to do that but I mean it's like I've I've I'm trying to set it up where 
where uh, I will see the still life as level as possible with eye level. So it's like, instead of looking down at a still life or something like that, you feel like, you know, you're surrounded by the still life, um, you know? And so just trying to make it feel like you're immersed in it. Is, okay, that's cool. So immersion is definitely a key factor in your work then? Yes, very much, you know? I mean, it's the, it's the uh, powerful thing of a painting, you know, because it can be like a movie-like experience if it's painted, painted in, you know, correctly. So it's really interesting that you say that you take pictures of, like, particularly for instance, models, for instance, for your figurative work. But what do you think that art can do that I photo can't? Um, I think like uh, artwork, as opposed to photos, I've, I've, I think like with photos, the control for the artist, yeah, maybe it's more of an experiential thing for the actual person doing it. But I mean, it's like uh with a with a photo you know there is less uh the the amount of control you have i mean essentially beside i mean yes they have photoshop and there's ways of developing it like an old film where you can like make some areas look different and all that sort of stuff there's of course a lot of things like that but i mean most of it just comes in with how you frame it and you know you just take it you know, take the picture but like with art you know in terms of of you know looking at a subject it's much more of of an act you know an uh, interactive process of what you choose is the most important part of the subject matter you know and so in that way you know you're you know once you got your style down or how you paint or something like that the direction for you know of how you, you want someone to direct their, their eye, you know, how you want to direct someone's eye, you know, is, is something that painting, you know, is much more uh, able to do, which I think just becomes much more of an immersive experience for people when they go to museums or when they look at art, you know, because when I go to museums and look at photos, I don't really look at them all that much. You know, I pass by them, you know, of course, it's like I'm not a photographer. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's different, you know, uh, I'm sure a photographer would, I guess. But I mean, uh, you know, my eye will, will go to something where it's like I can, I can sort of feel the artist's intentionality for, you know, what they deem is important in, in a picture, you know, rather than just the whole picture itself, you know. Also, I guess, because um, in many ways, artists have chosen to take the time to paint it as well. Whereas in a photograph, it's more instantaneous. Like I'm a photographer myself, so um, I can understand your point of view because I think with a photography, that is quite instantaneous. Obviously, Photoshop aside, but whereas in art, art's like a, a lengthy process um, yeah. to get to that one final image. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is there, can you, I mean, just in terms of just out of my own curiosity, but as a photographer, then is there any part of that photog photographic experience where it sounds similar to what, you know, the way that? Well, absolutely. You know, I think it definitely, it depends on what kind of photographer you are and how you view photography in terms of if you're just like taking a picture of the landscape and shooting it just to shoot it, I think that's one thing. But I think if you are creating an image, as opposed to mm -hmm. taking an image. I think they're two very different things. I think it depends on your approach, really. Right, that's interesting, yeah, because I mean, like, uh, 
uh, I mean, that's, that's the same way with with painting as well. Absolutely, which is very very important. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to spend um, just a little bit of time talking about your solo show, um, Intimate Intimate Limbo. Uh, the Intimate Limbo. Yeah. Yes. Do you mind talking a little bit about it? To talk a bit about like um, how the opportunity came about because the solo show, which is really interesting, and um, just the kind of images in the in the exhibition and and how they work together. Yeah. Um, in terms of also Intimate Limbo, it was a one a one month long show. Ah, okay. Or was it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was about a one month. I mean, they were they were. It was like one week. Uh, they had fifty-two. It was from Abend Gallery, yes. in Colorado, yeah. Denver, Colorado. Very a, a great gallery. Um, uh, they've they're, they've been helping me a lot actually, um, or supporting me. And um, it, it, you know they have their fifty-two artists or fifty-two solo shows in fifty-two weeks. So they would feature an artist for a week, uh, and then leave the work up for you know the subsequent month. Um, and so they, they asked, I, they asked me to do it because there is another organization called Artsy, uh, which, uh, helps artists basically find different artistic opportunities. And there was a group show last year at the end of last year that Aben Gallery was having for their miniature miniatures show for their Christmas Christmas show and I submitted a piece and uh it was it was basically the silly still life I did of uh they have it on their website but it's basically three honey bears and uh but I filled them with like Gatorade different colors of Gatorade so they were all, you know, and it was very, it was very silly still life, but the, the owner of the gallery liked it and they sold it. And they also, the, he liked it so much that he contacted me and wanted to work with me. And so this was one of the opportunities, uh, you know, he, he offered to me was to have this solo show. And so that was how I came about to work with Abe and gallery. Uh, and when I was thinking about it in terms of what I was concentrating on, I was concentrating on figuratives as well as still lives at the time. Uh, I still am, but I mean, the, you know, and so, uh, but I wanted to have both of that element in there. And so it's sort of intimate limbo is sort of a, uh, playoff of, just kind of an idea, but within two different subject matters, which kind of relate uh, with the still lives. I just wanted to give it like a sense, like, you know, you're, you're in the world of the still life. And so I, it was a feeling of intimacy through that. And in terms of the figures, you know, just, what what I had been thinking about was just the whole COVID thing and and how you know at that time human contact with me was very very minimal and so I had to create my own sense of you know how I spent my intimates whatever sp space you know just with myself you know and so uh, 
you know, a lot of the work I created through it, uh, even the, you know, I mean, the, the nudes and all that sort of stuff, it was uh, in order to just kind of give a sense of poses of people that I've been doing observations of figures that felt um, that felt a little vulnerable to me, you know, uh, within this like intimate space that, you know, having to create because of this pandemic. And so it's like in the and it just felt like this kind of weird uh, space to be in, you know, uh, like a limbo. And so that was sort of the idea of the show was just to kind of encompass like all the that sort of sense of dislocation and needing to create like a different you know sense of how you really relate with yourself and the world and everything like that um that was the pretty much the backdrop for all those pieces that i created you know even the still life that had like a bit of humor because i mean you have to laugh through the whole year in some ways you know that just happened um and so you know, I mean, it was kind of more of like a personal release, you know. Um, you know. I find like that, I do that a lot, where it's just like, you know, the, the most important, not the most important, but the element that I, con I concentrate a lot on in, in my work is like how I try to convey how I approach like, you know, a piece, you know, at a certain time, as opposed to like, you know, uh, just creating, you know, uh, very solid bridges, you know, or something between people. But I mean, like, or not between people, but just in terms of, you know, I'm just, but yeah, anyway, uh, uh, but like with the intimate limbo thing, you know, I mean, I, I haven't, uh, um, I actually haven't thought about that show in a long time because it, was, it actually had ended. But um, but it it's it was it was actually a very personal, personal uh, show, in terms of that. Okay, that's cool. Well, that's nice. It's nice to know that you care about your work enough to consider it more personal as opposed to just being like, oh, I just made it because I had the opportunity to. So it's nice that with an opportunity, you don't just be like, okay, cool, I'll just create whatever. You just create something that's actually means something to you. Because at the end of the day, you know, art is a very personal pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the, the thing about like with art and or any, anything creative, you know, photography as well, you know I mean? It's like, it's, it's a, you know, the, the creative outlet is a very, I mean, it's a very powerful thing and a very necessary thing for some people, you know I mean? Some, I mean, maybe for everybody, I don't know, you know, because everyone's creative in their own ways, you know, but I mean, for, you know, for, for me, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's something that is, yeah, I, I mean, you, you need to do it, or you need to have it in your life in some way, or you need to express creativity in some way, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that that sort of almost defines like, you know, an artist and someone who's not an artist is someone who is able to uh, tap into that in some ways, you know. Absolutely. And um what do you think it means to be a successful artist and uh, has your idea of success changed since you first started yeah that's a hard one because it's like a successful artist is very uh, is the definition of one is very uh 
different than being like a master artist or something like that, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, success in the arts is, is, you know, is very, I mean, I can, I guess like I can even really say this is like a really twofold thing because there's a personal success of it where you're, you know, feel as if you're the best artist you can be, or if you can, you can get to the point you want to go, you know, and also there's the outside success because there needs to be like, if you want to make a living as an artist, you know, you need financial success. And so it's like, there's, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, um, uh, and there's different levels of success, especially with like, you know, I mean, with all of them, but I mean, in terms of the financial one, you know, but I mean, like, uh, yeah, uh, I feel that my uh, definition of success, you know, I guess to answer the second part before the first has changed a lot, you know, uh, through art. And it's, uh, it's something that is, you know, uh, you know, I mean, uh, um, I mean, I'm, I'm making a living as an artist. So the financial success, I don't know if this is something that is good for your podcast or not, but I mean, like, um, uh, you know, but I mean, like, uh, you know, in all, in all personal levels, you know, there's, there's, I think an artist always contends with the feeling of, uh, being successful or not successful. And so it's like, uh, you know, the uh, thing is, is, you know, um, I've, you know, I feel as, you know, for me being an artist, the success that I have had, you know, is that I am making a living off of it, you know, and it is like something that is like, you know, very, rewarding and you know in terms of like the personal success you know that one is like there are times where I feel like I am painting you know the way that I want to paint but uh, there's a lot of times where I don't you know and I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because I mean it's like it gives you a reason to keep going of course I mean, not, not that it should be the only reason, but I mean, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a motivating reason. And so, um, uh, I guess I've never actually thought in terms or visualized, you know, what success as like, uh, that would be on a personal level, you know? Um, because I mean, the thing with art is like, it's, it's a constant level that you're going up or you can, it's one of those things where it's like, you can constantly keep getting better at it, you know? Um, and uh, I mean, the you know, in terms of like successful as successful artist, you know, I would, I would, I would, I would say that, I would say that I'm an artist who's had success, like I said before, you know, um, uh, you know, because I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, especially with like the whole contrast of like art, inner art world and outer art world. I mean, that those two like really, uh, I think, mess with your idea of what success is or can be. 
I guess from the outside, it, it, it can be very like, oh, the ice is really successful. But then because you're not doing the work, the idea of success probably doesn't matter to you as much as creating the work it does. Because... Yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, you see, it's kind of, it's, there's, there's that, you know, I mean, it's like, I noticed that what you've described, you know, I mean, there's different perspectives, of course, you have course. when you start doing art, but I mean, it's like what you've described is kind of like the optimal amount of creative, like, zone you want to be in, you know, where it's just yeah. like, you've got to do the work, you know, it's yeah. the important part. Yeah, because yeah, because I imagine that whether you're successful or not, if you're truly dedicated to what you do, you'll still be doing it, even if nobody's looking at your work. Yeah, yes, that's true too. You know, I mean, I guess there's a certain point where it's just like, you know, um, once again, you know, pressures from the outside world is like you've got to pay bills and all that sort of stuff. Of so there's a certain point where it's just like you got to throw in the towel if you're not like getting getting it, you know. Um, but yes, you would hope that, you know, even through all that, you know, one would continue doing the work because, because it's, it's like, uh, you know, what they need to do. I was talking with a friend before uh, in terms of arts, he's a writer, and uh, they were talking about how, like, you know, you know, you know, for some people, you know, doing art or being creative or however you you know however you express that or writing or whatever you know it, it becomes something where it's like it's just something that you do like breathing you know hmm. and so it's like it's not something which it's like you even like think about or you know after a while you know i mean it's just like i just do it because it's like you know I mean, it's, it seems so natural to me, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I think if, if I could do be like that, you know, throughout the, the whole rest of my days, you know, that would be very successful. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I, I guess you just want to reach a place of, of contentness where you're happy doing what you're doing, but also the bills are getting paid also, you know? It's like a, like everybody in life it's like a compromise between kind of commerce you know the kind of com commercial side of, of life and also the creativity of art yeah and it's a sad thing that those two things come into conflict you know uh i mean what, the way that you've put it because i mean, I mean the thing is is that they 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 are two different worlds yeah of know? course they don't necessarily have to be in conflict but i mean the thing is they are very different i mean to me okay. they are you know uh, yeah I, I i don't know i don't know how that happened you know with like the art world not not to complain about the art world but i don't know how it like got like what what the value what what they considered valuable art to be valuable you know um because i mean it's like it's killing the artist <laughs> which is like it's i mean it's also supporting the artist too you know or the the one percent of artists you know uh but i mean it's like it's also i mean there's doing a damage to the to the artist which i find kind of weird because i mean that's the people that they're the, who are helping them i mean we're supporting them too anyway the art world is strange <laughs> i think it, it kind of draws a line between um 
accessibility of art and who can and who can afford to buy it and who can't afford to buy it and who can afford to view it and who can't afford to view it. Yeah. I think um, that's really yeah. what it does. Yeah. Which is interesting that you say that because I mean, yeah, it's it's um you know, there's that sort of like idea, you know, the uh I mean art is for everybody, you know, it's like, you know, this, you know, everyone should have art and, and all that sort of stuff, you know, but it's, it's, um, I mean, I'm not saying it's not true because it's true, but I mean, it's, it's not that way, you know, yeah, you know absolutely. It's, just, it's just not that, that, that way. It's just like, in order to be a successful artist, you sort of have to play into that. You know, and it affects what you do, you know, which is the sad part about it, you know. Absolutely. It's like by letting more people into the art community, it also kind of narrows your slice of it. Yeah, it's a very select, select group of artists that become financially successful, you know, um, like comfortable. And so it's, uh, you know, it, yeah, it, it's sort of a naturally selective um, process, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, the the art world does affect like how, I guess, like in some ways, even though I've integrated it to my creative palette, you know, it's like, um, you know, I mean, it, it has even affected my choices, you know, when it comes to like how I approach art, you know, in all honesty. I mean, I don't know how I can't, you know, when you're an artist in this world. You know? All right, I'll ask you one last question, which is a double barrel question, um, which is what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work? <laughs> um, right now, I'm, I'm currently working on just, I'm sort of between big projects. So, um, I've uh, I've been working on still lives lately um, for a gallery in San Francisco, and it's for a group show. And hopefully, uh, it's kind of pending approval uh, still. But some still lives uh, for this gallery for a group show that that is entitled Delicious, and okay. um, it's basically like works based off of food, and also. Uh, I'm continuing to do, uh, you know, explore my uh, figurative work uh, and everything. Um, but I mean, all that stuff can be found on my website as well as my Instagram. And, uh, you know, I've been also working with like a, another company uh, from the UK, based in the UK, who... Um, uh, now have a branch in 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 the states but they're called the the portrait agency and uh they they um you know they commissioned me to do portraits you okay. know and everything like that so that's pretty much work that i have and i, I have like uh several group shows coming up with a bend gallery yeah, you know cool. this year and what is your instagram handle for those that may not know it, it is uh, at uh, Calvin Lai Art. So it's C-A-L-V-I-N-L-A-I-A-R-T. That's absolutely perfect. Well, you are, Calvin, thank you very much. This. I really do appreciate it. Thank um, you I very really much. Do. It was very uh, enjoyable talking to you.
That concludes my interview with Calvin Lai. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com or via social media sites such as Instagram. The Flying Fruit Bowl audio interviews can be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the platform, please consider subscribing, rating, reviewing, or sharing these interviews with friends and family. Also, don't forget to check out www.theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration. And if you're a creative, please don't hesitate to get in touch for a chance to be featured interviewed. Once again, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.